0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. Praise to you, O Christ. I ask, as always, that we join our hearts around God's word in prayer. Living God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. When I was in seminary, due to my weekly commute from Philadelphia to Virginia, I developed a deep appreciation for my subscription to Audible, a service that would allow me to download an audiobook once every month. Now, I have listened to many, 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 many audiobooks over the years, but the one story that I keep coming back to is Harry Potter. When life gets busy or stressful, or even when life is going great, going back to listen to Jim Dale read me my favorite 119-hour-long story (laughs) is like returning to an old friend or wrapping myself in a blanket of happy memories. Well, this week I decided to give Harry Potter my first complete re-listen of 2019. I was falling behind. I fell back into the similar rhythms, the familiar rhythms of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, hearing of 11-year-old Harry discovering his place in a new magical world. In the first book of the series, there's a moment that I absolutely love. It's the scene where they fight the troll. Now, if you haven't read these, these books or seen these movies, then it's going to seem like I'm talking nonsense, but there's a point here, I promise. The moment that I most love is after the fight with the troll. The three central characters, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, become friends. Harry and Ron were already becoming fast friends, but they didn't really like Hermione. But in this dramatic scene, Ron and Harry rush to save Hermione from a 12-foot mountain troll that's loose in the castle. It's then that their friendship is sealed with one of my favorite lines of the series, But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. (laughs) In this dramatic moment, this group of friends breaks down their assumptions and biases against one another. This defeat of the troll brings them together, and they find belonging with one another. I actually quoted this line about facing a 12-foot mountain troll when I commented at my wedding about why one of my groomsmen was a groomsman. Brian and I stood next to each other in the pouring down rain at Virginia Tech and hugged each other and cried as our Dukes of James Madison University beat Virginia Tech in football 21-16. And I shared at my wedding that that Virginia Tech was our 12-foot mountain troll. After that experience. We couldn't help but be friends. That moment gave us a sense of belonging, a bond that can never be taken away. Just last night, I was delighted to officiate a wedding for a wonderful couple, and I was struck by the remarks that were made by the maid of honor, the bride's older sister, about the moment that she knew the groom truly loved her sister. It was a moment in college where the bride had had bad roommates, and they were saying mean things, and the groom stood up for the love of his life. Maid of Honor remarked that this moment of defiant partnership showed her that this was the man for her sister, that these two belonged together. There are all kinds of moments like this in our lives, moments that overcome our assumptions, our defenses, our biases, and point us to our sense of belonging together. Coming around a corner and seeing this little black dog jumping sky-high to make eye contact with me showed me that we belong together, and so Aria has become a part of my home. (laughs) I'll never forget the first moment that I played a tuning note with the 435-member marching band, the Marching Royal Dukes, awash in this sound, making harmony with strangers who would soon become friends, who would soon become like siblings. I knew unequivocally that I belonged at James Madison University. Part of human nature is to build defenses, to create biases, to draw assumptions that will protect ourselves. It's part of who we are to draw lines of in and out. We do this to be safe. But it is also part of human nature for these defenses, biases, and assumptions to be challenged. It's human nature to protect ourselves, close off our circles until someone proves to us that they are worthy of belonging with us. But this is human nature. It is not divine nature. Where we draw circles around what belongs, God draws a wider one. Throughout the Hebrew Bible, we see God's faithfulness being shown to Israel, to God's chosen people. But we also see God's love being shared with those outside the house of Israel. God's faithfulness has been known throughout the ages for God's chosen people that we might always trust in God. And in Christ, the circle grows wider. Christ ministers to the Gentiles. He calls the sinner and the outsider to follow him. Christ declares that his saving love is for all people. And he constantly pushes the welcoming embrace of the circle of belonging to the margins to those who have been told they don't belong. When Christ dies and is risen and the ministry of proclaiming resurrection is handed over to his followers, this question of expanding circles becomes the first great challenge of the early church. As we heard in our first lesson today from Acts, Peter had a vision in Joppa. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This solidified in Peter's mind that the circle of Christ followers was growing. It was growing beyond this branch movement of Judaism to include the Gentiles as well. And then the Gentiles of Caesarea come to Peter. It's not like he gets up from this mission and goes to share God with the unclean. God is already with them, sending them to receive this word. God's circle has already grown wider, much faster than Peter's human circles. And so Peter shares with his friends in Christ, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. This is the story of the church. This is the story of the circle growing wider. We humans are in a never-ending game of catch-up to widen our circles of belonging to align with God's. The circle of God's kingdom is growing wider day by day, A sense of belonging is growing wider, and it grows wider by one person today. Today, we gather to baptize Sarah Dresden. Today, we rejoice in God's gracious gifts that are poured out through the waters of holy baptism. We give thanks that in these waters, we find a sense of belonging that cannot be taken away. As in these waters, we belong to God. Today, as we as a community claim your place in a widening circle of mercy, yet we know that God has already been with you in so many ways. As well, today we gather to rejoice with Clara Pickett as she affirms her baptism. Her parents led her to her place in the circle of belonging, but today she stakes her own claim to her place in God's kingdom. Today, Clara and Sarah bear their own responsibility for living out their baptismal covenant, knowing and trusting that a wide circle of the faithful will support them in this work. In the waters of baptism, the circle that began with one woman running from the empty tomb to proclaim that Christ is risen and has expanded across the earth, gathering people of all times and nations into the flood of redemption and justice, today that circle washes here. In these waters of baptism, our circles, our biases, our protections all fail. In these waters, we are one. In these waters, we belong. As you hear the words today, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. It is in that moment that we lose any notion of ever saying that this person does not belong. In these waters, you have been claimed by a God who loves you and nothing will ever take that away. You belong, you belong, you belong. This is not our church. Or your church. This is Christ's church. And through these waters, we are Christ's body, raised up, not for the sake of ourselves, but for the sake of the world. Clara and Sarah, that is what you affirm today. That is the promise of which I hope you never lose sight. You belong. Even if others in the world may draw circles around themselves and exclude you, even as you wrestle with what it means to widen the circles of your own life, know that to God you belong. And our gospel today reminds us of the simple truth for those who belong to God, that we belong to love. We find this lesson today on the eve of Christ's crucifixion. Plans have been laid for him to be betrayed. His time is at hand. And yet he chooses to love. With his final words to his disciples, he implores them to love I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. It is a simple command, yet infinitely complex in its practice. That is why we gather here, in community, around the word and meal. We gather to be sustained for the work of love. And then the great flood of our baptismal waters washes us back out into the world to proclaim the acceptance and belonging we have found here. It washes us out to widen the circles of belonging in our world. God's circle is expanding day by day. The Spirit is calling us to follow. This way is the way of love. And in this way of love, dear friends, you belong. Amen.